For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, the Elijah message. This is part six of the series. The prayer that Jesus said to pray was, pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven represents the spiritual world. Earth represents the physical world. So therefore, there's a time coming when the physical world and the spiritual world will be in unison with each other. We have a physical, literal house of Jacob. We have a redeemed house of Jacob. And in the redemption and the end of the exile of the 12 tribes, the physical and the literal become one and and the same thing. Therefore, remember, the new covenant was made with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, and all those who are part of that new covenant are grafted in. So when we're talking about gathering the exiles of Israel, we're talking about believers in Jesus as the Messiah being gathered and ending their exile because the Bible tells us the home of the people of the God of Israel is the land of Israel because that is the land that was promised Abraham by Jesus the Messiah. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 and verse 29. Now let's see how in 1 Kings chapter 18 verses 30 and 31 that the Elijah message prepares for the end of the exile of the 12 tribes. Elijah said unto all the people come near unto me and all the people came near unto him and the King James says he repaired the altar of the Lord. The altar of the Lord is going to personify or represent the return to Torah and it says he repaired the altar. The word word for repair is the Strong's number 7495. It's the Hebrew word Rapha, which means to heal. You heard Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. What it literally says is he healed the altar. Now, how can you heal an altar? It is speaking of a return to Torah or a restoration of Torah. So we have the restoration of Torah, which is associated with the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel, because as soon as he repaired the altar, healed the altar, it says Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob. In the book, The Messiah Texts, by Raphael Patai on page 144, he explains from looking at the Hebrew text and the rabbi's understanding that Elijah will come and announce to the house of Jacob that the exile is over. Everywhere in the Bible, the name of Jacob is spelled without the letter Vav, except for five places. And everywhere, the name of Elijah is spelled 
spelled with the Hebrew letter Vav, except for five places. Why? To teach you that Elijah will come and redeem the seed of Jacob and to announce the redemption of the world to his children. The Elijah message that is also found in Isaiah chapter 40 is comfort my people. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 1. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says your God. Verse 3. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Behold, the Lord will come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work. What's the work of the Messiah? To gather the exiles of Israel is before him. He, that is the Messiah, will feed his flock, that is the redeemed nation of Israel, like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. The message of Elijah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. But what is the comfort of his people? It's the end of the exile. How is that the comfort of his people? Because the end of the exile means the Gentile nations are no longer ruling over the world and over the people of the God of Israel. It means Messiah has come, redeemed his people, and set up his kingdom. That's our comfort. Jeremiah 31, verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, all ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off and say, He that scattered Israel. Who scattered Israel? Jesus the Messiah. Why? Because they broke his commandments that he gave at Mount Sinai. We'll gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. Jeremiah 31 verse 13. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning, that is exile, into joy, that is the end of the exile, and I will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 16 and 17. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. There is hope in your end, says the Lord, that your children will come again to their own border. Now, let's look how John the Baptist, or Yochanan the Immerser, how he came in the spirit and power of Elijah, and how the things that were associated with his ministry thematically fit with the Elijah message or the Elijah ministry. Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, was a priest of the course of Abiyah. Luke chapter 1 verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. With this piece of information that he was of the course of Abiah, we know what time of the year that he was serving in the temple. The Abiah course was the eighth course of priests as we can understand going back to 1 Chronicles chapter 24. Verse 1, verse 5, and verse 10 it is written. Now these are the divisions of the sons of Aaron. Thus were they divided by lot. The eighth lot, or the eighth horse, was Abiyah. In the first century, at the time of Jesus, Israel was divided into 24 districts. From the Talmud to Anit 26a, we are told the following information. This is the details concerning the Mahmadot. The earlier prophets instituted 24 Mishmarot, or districts, and each Mishmar, or district, was represented at the temple 
people in Jerusalem by its own ma'amad or individual priests, Levites and Israelites. The priests from each of the 24 districts served one week in the temple twice a year. The priests were divided into 24 divisions with each division serving in the temple for one full week every half year. The division was subdivided into six families or groups and each group was in service on one day of the week. Priests from each of the 24 districts of Israel served during the biblical feasts. Therefore, because we have two biblical feasts by the time we get to the eighth course, the course of Aviah served in the tenth week of the year. At the temple, Zechariah was burning incense at the altar of the temple. Luke chapter 1 verse 9 and verse 11. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense, which means prayers, when he went into the temple of the Lord. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And what is being prayed at the altar? There is a set prayers known as the Amidah, or the standing prayers, or the 18 benedictions. The Amidah are 18 benedictions which are prayed three times a day by traditional Jews. Two of these 18 prayers are for the end of the exile of the house of Jacob and the coming of King Messiah. The coming of King Messiah is associated with the coming of Elijah who precedes King Messiah. From the Messiah text by Raphael Patai on page 181 he explains that Orthodox Jews pray three times a day for the end of the exile of the house of Jacob and the coming of King Messiah. One of the great themes of the Messianic cycle is one that since the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple by the Romans in the year 70, Jews have prayed three times a day for the end gathering of the exiles, which for them is synonymous with redemption or the end of the exile. Associated with this is the ten lost tribes who will be ingathered by the Messiah in the end of days. Continuing on, on page 321 of the Messiah text, the request for redemption, the coming Messiah addressed to God are part of the Amidah prayer, popularly known as the 18 benedictions, which is the most important Jewish prayer recited three times a day. We are now going to look at the tent prayer, which is a prayer for the ingathering of the exiles. It goes like this. Blow the great shofar for our freedom and lift up a banner to gather our exiles and gather us from the four corners of the earth. Blessed are you, Lord, who gathers the banished of your people Israel. In the book From Exile to Redemption, volume 1 on page 156 by Rabbi Menachem Schneer he explains that it's Jewish understanding that Elijah will precede the coming of the Messiah. That is why in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 10, the disciples asked Jesus, why do the scribes or the rabbis teach that Elijah must first come or precede the coming of King Messiah? Matthew chapter 17 verses 11 through 13, Jesus answered and said, Elijah truly shall, that is future, he will come and do what? Restore all things. What is he restoring? Faith in the God of Israel or Yeshua the Messiah by following Torah and keeping his commandment. But since we had a first coming of the Messiah, he explains Elijah is come already or the spirit of Elijah, but they knew him not. You see, likewise in the end of days, the majority of the body of Messiah will not know that Elijah is in their midst, but they
they've done unto him whatsoever they listed. They didn't want to hear his message. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer them. Then the disciples understood that he spoke of them of John the Baptist. In Luke chapter 1 verse 13 and verse 17, it explains to us that John came in the spirit and the power of Elijah. He wasn't Elijah reincarnated. He came in his spirit and in his power and in his authority. Luke chapter 1 verse 13, but the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife shall bear you a son, and shall call his name John. He will go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah. In Malachi chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, we're told what the message is of Elijah, and it is, in verse 4, remember the Torah of Moses. Verse 5 of Malachi 4, behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming and great and dreadful day of the Lord. In keeping a traditional Passover celebration, there are four cups for a Passover celebration. Spiritually, the four cups cups of Passover teach us about our personal salvation in Messiah. The four cups represent the following. The cup of sanctification, the cup of affliction and deliverance, the cup of redemption, and the cup of his coming kingdom. In the book, From Exile to Redemption, volume 1 on page 99, by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, he explains that it is a custom that at Passover that there is a cup that is set aside for Elijah. And the purpose of this cup is the Jewish people's belief that Elijah will precede the coming of the Messiah. This cup known as the cup of Elijah is not drunk like the four cups that are associated with Passover, but the cup of Elijah is poured out. The cup of Elijah reminds us that before Messiah will return, that Elijah will precede his coming. In step 14 of a traditional Passover Seder known as Hallel, where you drink the fourth cup, that is when a cup is poured for Elijah. Traditionally at this time, the children go to the door to look for the coming of Elijah. Psalm 115 to 118 are recited. Then the great Hallel, or Psalm 136, is is recited. Then you drink the fourth of the four cups of Passover. The fourth cup is known as the cup of his kingdom or the cup of his coming. And there is a song that is sung traditionally known as Haggadah. In Luke chapter 1, we're told of the details of the birth of John the Baptist or Yochanan the Immerser. It came to pass that as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed his own house. That is Zacharias. That is after offering these prayers at the temple. He returned to his house. Verse 24, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she hid herself for five months. Verse 57, 62 and 63 of Luke chapter 1, it is written, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered and she brought forth a son. And they made signs to his father how he would have be called or named. And he asked for a writing table and he wrote saying, His name is John. From these details it's given in Luke chapter 1, we can understand when John was born. He was born during Passover season. Allowing for the laws of separation mentioned in Leviticus chapter 15 verse 19 and verses 24 and 25 after Zacharias went back to his house as we're told in Luke chapter 1 verse 23. Then going forward nine months from the tenth week of the year plus two weeks plus nine months puts the birth of John around Passover season which would be the 14th day of the first month. 
The ministry message of John was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 3 verses 1 and 2. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words Messiah is ready to set up his kingdom if you will repent. What does it mean to repent? Well we are to repent from sin but if we're going to repent from sin we got to know what sin is who is to repent well the people of the god of israel the house of jacob as well as the whole world isaiah 58 verse 1 cry aloud spare not lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgressions and the house of jacob their sins ezekiel chapter 18 verse 30 therefore i will judge you o house of israel everyone according to his ways says the lord god repent and turn yourselves from all your transgressions so iniquity shall not be your ruin. We have an explicit definition of sin in 1 John chapter 3 verse 4 in the New Testament. Whosoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, for sin is the transgression of the Torah. So the message of Elijah is repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We're to repent of sin. If sin is transgressing the Torah, we have to repent of what sin is. We have to repent from transgressing the Torah, which means if we truly repent, we will follow the Torah. Continuing on in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 3 regarding John's message, his message is a quote of Isaiah or a reference to Isaiah in chapter 40. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Repent, that means follow Torah, and to prepare the way or to follow after the way of the Lord by making his paths straight. What is the way of the Lord? it's following Torah. Psalm 25 verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners, teach sinners in the way. Psalm 119 verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of the Lord. The way who walk in the Torah of the Lord. Psalm 119 verse 9 and verse 10. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart have I sought you Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 3, quoting from Isaiah in chapter 40, not only are we to prepare the way of the Lord, but make his paths straight. What is the path of the God of Israel? It's following Torah. Psalm 119, verse 35. Make me to go in the path of your commandment, for therein do I delight. Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 23 for the commandment is a lamp and the Torah is light the ministry message of John is not only to repent for the kingdom is at hand Matthew chapter 3 verse 2 John preached repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand the kingdom of the God of Israel is his Torah being written upon our heart. Jesus was asked in Matthew chapter 6 by his disciples, teach us how to pray. And his answer is in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 and 10. After this manner pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. What happens when his kingdom comes? Your will will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. You see, when Jesus comes and sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives and he rules and reigns from Jerusalem, he will be teaching Torah to 
all nations and the will of the God of Israel be done in the earth during the kingdom as it's being done in heaven. But what is his will that will be done in the earth? His Torah being written upon our heart. Psalm chapter 40 verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Yea, your Torah is within my heart. I delight to do your will. Your Torah is within my heart. The kingdom of the God of Israel is not only his Torah in our heart, but it is Israel gathered from the nations and ruling and reigning with Messiah being the head of all nations. Acts chapter 1 verse 3 and verse 6. With whom also he showed himself alive, that is Jesus, after his passion, that is following his death and then his resurrection, by many infallible proofs, being seen in them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Jesus was giving a forty-day message on the kingdom of God, and in Acts chapter 1 verse 6, regarding his message, they ask of him, Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? What is restoring the kingdom of Israel? That is all 12 tribes united and the Messiah ruling and reigning over them. What is summary then of the Elijah message of the end of days? The Elijah message of the end of days is to follow Torah and to forsake mixed worship of the God of Israel. The golden calf and Baal worship represent mixed worship of the God of Israel. We're told in 2 Kings chapter 17 that the nation of Israel feared Yahweh while worshiping Baal and the golden calf system of worship. What is Baal worship? It involved setting up sacred trees and worshiping sexuality and sun worship. Baal worship was done in the temple of the God of Israel. Elijah comes and confronts this mixed worship in the end of days, showing the people of the God of Israel the mixed worship that they are participating in and that they need to follow the Torah. Mixed worship is accepted in the house of the God of Israel today because of religious tradition and a lack of knowledge of knowing Jesus as well as the spirit of rebellion against the Torah personified by Jezebel. The Roman Catholic Church testifies that they changed the biblical Sabbath to Sunday and decreed that Easter should be celebrated. This happened in the first council of Nicaea rather than Passover and they likewise ultimately encouraged the celebration of Jesus's birthday on December 25th. The Elijah message helps the people the God of Israel to realize the prophecy of Jeremiah chapter 16 verse 19 that our fathers have inherited lies. The ministry message of John the Baptist was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repenting means that you decide to follow Torah which is the way of the God of Israel and his path for our lives. The rabbis foresaw that Elijah would announce the redemption or the end of the exile to the house of Jacob. John, who came in the spirit and the power of Elijah, Luke chapter 1 verse 17, announced that the kingdom was at hand. The king who was available to set up his kingdom. This ultimately is the role of the Messiah to gather the exiles of Israel, usher in his kingdom, forgive the nation of Israel for their sins in doing so. The voice of one crying in the wilderness from Isaiah 40 is a 
associated with repenting of your sins and comforting the exiles of Israel. I pray that this message has been a rich blessing to you and it helps you to understand the Elijah message and ministry and its significance as it relates to preparing for the soon coming of Jesus the Messiah. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, the Elijah message. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.